to uh, finish up this revival tonight. It's been a lot of prayer. It's been a lot of study. I don't say that for any other reason, but just to let you know that I really took it serious and I really wanted to um, really wanted to do a good job. I, I just say that honestly. I, I really felt a burden for this. I, I didn't just try to preach messages that were easy. I didn't just go to notes that I already had made up from another place. I, I really tried to take this seriously. If you have your Bibles with you, let's turn to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter number 6. Then begin reading at verse number 10. I want to preach short tonight. There's a fine line between a long sermon and a hostage situation. So hopefully get out of here before the SWAT team comes up to let you all out. Deuteronomy, chapter 6, verse 10. And it shall be... When the Lord thy God shall have brought thee into the land which he swore unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give thee great and goodly cities which thou buildest not, and houses full of all good things which thou fillest not, and wells digged which thou diggest not, and vineyards and olive trees which thou plantedest not, when thou shalt have eaten and be full, then beware lest thou forget the Lord which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt and from the house of bondage. Then beware, lest thou forget the Lord, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt and from the house of bondage. And tonight I just want to preach for a few moments as we conclude this revival with this message. Remember the rock. Remember the rock. If you would put your Bibles down, let's lift our hands toward the Lord one more time. God, we need you to move in this service. Lord, we need your strength. We need your anointing. We need your power. We need the Holy Ghost to flow through this pulpit tonight. We need someone, Lord, to get what they need, Lord. We don't want to come and leave and leave the same way that we came, but God, let there be a moving. Let there be a shaking. Let there be a stirring, God. We pray that the Holy Ghost would be in operation tonight, Lord, that we would feel your power, that we would feel your anointing, that we would feel your lips. God, we're waiting on you. We're trusting in you. We're asking you, God, to demonstrate your power and your glory in this service tonight. God bless you. You may be seated. Bad things happen to everybody, even those who live for the Lord. Sometimes it may seem like one bad thing happens after another. Before you can recover from one thing, another thing happens. I can remember a story I heard about the earthquake in Lisbon, Portugal in the 1700s. There was an earthquake on All Saints Day, which is a big Catholic day. Everybody's a saint, and that's a whole other thing. But they had all kinds of candles everywhere to celebrate All Saints Day. And the earthquake shook all the candles to the ground shook walls to the ground, and as buildings went down, flames went up, people evacuated the buildings of Lisbon, Portugal, because of the earthquake and because of the fire, and there's already people that had lost their lives in those two incidents, and they went out to the shores because they thought, well, the safest place to go is the wide open spaces of the shores. But the earthquake caused a tsunami wave to come in and took even more people out. And sometimes that's how life feels. Before we can recover from one thing, something else happens. And before we get over that, something else happens. And, you know, I just want to tell somebody, 
that the, the bad things that happen to us are no indication of whether or not God is still working on our behalf. We can get discouraged because of one bad thing happening and even a second bad thing and even a string of unfortunate events can happen to us in life. And it's in those moments we can begin to forget that God is still with us. We can begin to forget that the same God that's brought us out is still with us today. God didn't bring us this far to leave us. He said he'd never leave us. He'd never forsake us. He'd be with us even until the ends of the earth. I don't know all that you may have gone through this week or last week or last month or last year. But I can tell you even in the middle of the bad times, there's a God that is Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Come on, somebody. I want to tell you that God is with you, that God is for you. When you walk through the fire, the flames shall not overtake you. When you go through the waters, the flood shall not drown you. The God that is with you has put his name on you. And David said, he leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. I'm not just a wanderer. I'm not just a stranger, but I'm a child of the king. I'm a child of the one that owns a cattle of a thousand hills. Even when I go through a bad season, God is still with me. Even when I'm in the middle of a battle, God is still my help and my refuge and my strong tower. Somebody, you better preach with me. You better realize no matter what you go through that God is still with you in the middle of it all. You may have to go into the fire, but he'll be with you right in the middle of the flames. You may have to go through some hard times, but he's with you in the middle of it all. Bad times are no indication that God has left you. Let's lift our hands and give God praise for never leaving us behind. You've never been abandoned. You've never been forsaken. You're not an orphan, but you're a child of the king, and he's the one that will provide for you. You're not a victim. You are victorious. Come on. You're not depressed. You're more than a conqueror. You're not defeated. You have power in the Holy Ghost. I know you may be having a bad time, but the worst times in the kingdom of God are better than the greatest days out in the world. You may be in the middle of a struggle, but the God within you is greater than the circumstances all around you. Somebody give God some praise. You may be seated. We lose sight of God in the middle of our bad times. Book of John chapter 9 and verse 1. And as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin? The man or his parents or he that was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither hath this man sinned nor his parents, but that the work of God should be made manifest in him. Not every bad thing we fall into is because of anything we did wrong, because of any failure, any sin, because we're not good enough, or because God has withdrawn himself. But sometimes God puts us into the lion's den so he can be the God that keeps us in the middle of the lion's den. Sometimes God puts us in the middle of the Red Sea because he's going to close up the Red Sea on the enemies by 
behind us and he's going to show his glory to the world. Just be thankful that God is using you for a testimony and for a glory that's going to come back to him and to the kingdom of God. Lord, thank you for considering me to be worthy. When the devil looked at Job, he said, have you considered my servant Job? The Lord looked at his servant and he knew that he was worthy to endure the trial and the tribulation and that's why he allowed him to go through it. The reason you've been allowed to go through some suffering and to go through some pain is because God saw resilience and God saw grit and God saw a spirit that wouldn't give up and an attitude that would continue to push forward. So if you're in the middle of trials and tribulations, just lift your hands and say, thank you, Jesus, that I was counted worthy to suffer for the kingdom of God. They lied on me. Thank you, Jesus, because you knew I could take it. They walked away from me. Thank you, Lord. You knew I could endure it. I don't know what you're going through, but it's going to end in glory. It's going to end in testimony. It's going to end in people seeing the power and the glory of God. Oh, let's worship the Lord. Worship the Lord. Oh, God, I'm in the middle of some storms, but you're the God that's greater than the storms. God, don't let me avoid the storms, but build me up and make me strong enough to go through the storm. I don't know what you're going through, but on the other side of it all, there's going to be glory and testimonies that come out of that. You may be seated. Luke chapter 8 and 22. Now it came to pass on a certain day that he went into a ship with his disciples and he said unto them, let us go over to the other side and they launched forth. But as they sailed, he fell asleep and there came down a storm on the lake. And when they were filled with water, it says, and they were filled with water and were in jeopardy. And they came to him and awoke him saying, master, master, we perish. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water, and they ceased, and there was a calm. And he said unto them, Where is your faith? And they, being afraid, wondered, saying one to another, What manner of man is this? For he commandeth even the winds and the water, and they obey him. I wonder if the reason the disciples were so afraid of the boat being tossed back and forth by the wind and the storm and the rains is because they thought if Jesus was in the boat, there wouldn't be any storms and there wouldn't be any winds and there wouldn't be any rains. They may have thought that the presence of God meant the absence of opposition. They may have thought that the presence of God meant happy days and blessings and everywhere you'd walk, you'd find $100 bills and there would be amazing prosperity and there would be no no thing that could come against you but Jesus was proving something greater to them that even when I'm with you there will be some things that come into your life but there's nothing that comes into your life that I don't have authority over there's nothing that comes into your life that I can't speak a single word of authority to and it has to cease I don't know what you're going through but there's a God that can speak the word over every cell of cancer. There's a God that can speak the word over anxiety and depression and fear. There's a God that can speak the word over everything you're going through. And you may have thought, I don't know. I didn't know I was going to have to go through all this, but God says you're going to go through it, but you're not going to go through it alone. And you're not going through it for no reason.
reason? Because I'm going to show my power and I'm going to show my authority and I'm going to show the miraculous to a world that's looking for hope. David said it like this. He said, thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. The table that God makes for us, it didn't drive the enemies away, but instead it gave them front row tickets to the blessing. It gave them front row tickets to the preparation of the meal that God has made. They can't do nothing but sit there and watch you enjoy it. They can't stop you. They can't silence you. They can't withhold your blessing. They can't withhold your anointing. The devil can try his best, but God knew that it would end in power and glory and testimonies. Let's worship the Lord. Let's worship the Lord. Somebody give God praise for the glory, for the testimony. Oh, I went through the struggle, but I came out stronger. I went through the pain, but I came out with a testimony of an overcomer. You may be seated. Going through bad things is no indication of the absence of God. God is with us in the middle of it all. Romans 8 and 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and to them which are called according to his purpose. God's working it all for my good. I don't understand it right now. I wouldn't have asked this upon myself. But God, if you know what's going on here, if your hand is in it, if you're leading me and guiding me through some things, I'm going to trust in you, even in the darkest valley, even in the most uncertain times, because I know that you've never left me and you'll be with me even unto the ends of the world. We go through things, but all things work together. But my real focus tonight and my real thought tonight is that it's not always the bad times that get our focus off of God. But also it can be a result of living in the good times that gets our focus off of God. Deuteronomy 6 and 10. It shall be when the Lord thy God shall have brought thee into the land which he sware unto thy fathers. To give thee great and goodly cities, which you didn't build, houses full of things, you didn't have anything to do with that, wells that were digged and you didn't dig them, vineyards and olive trees that you didn't plant. He said, in the middle of all your prosperity, in the middle of all your blessing, in the middle of all your success, in the middle of all the great things that you get, don't forget the Lord who brought you out of Egypt. Oh, I feel like preaching on a Tuesday night. We're a blessed people. We should put our hands together and recognize we're a blessed people. We're a chosen people. We're the called out of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're anointed. We have power. We have favor. We have authority. He's opened up doors of good things in our future. Things that we didn't even work for. Some things that we could have never gotten all by ourselves. There's people today that are so successful in business. And there were other people who may have been more qualified and better equipped. But God said, no, I'm going to open up some things for my children. 
children and I'm going to bless them for their faithfulness to me. It was Abraham that God called out of the Ur of the Chaldees. I don't know why he didn't call the others, but he called him and he said, I'm going to make of thee a great nation and in thee all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. When God calls us out and uses us for his glory, we are a blessed people. We are blessed to do the work of God. We are blessed with the wisdom and the understanding of God. We're blessed with the church. We're blessed with leaders. We're blessed with ministry. We're blessed with all kinds of things. But I just want to be careful that in the middle of the blessing, in the middle of all those wells that I didn't dig, in the middle of all those houses that I didn't build, in those vineyards that I didn't plant, that I don't forget the God that made it all possible. I don't forget the one that called us out of Egypt. I don't forget the one that said put the blood on the doorpost and I'll save your firstborn the one that parted the Red Sea the one that drowned the enemies behind me God don't ever let me get so comfortable in the blessing that I forget the one that gave it all for me to have it I don't want to take ownership of that I don't want to take credit for that I don't want to think that I'm something within myself but God let me always remember where the honor is due and where the glory is due and the one that provided for me when I didn't have anything. This cycle will be repeated through the history of Israel. The musicians, you can come. I'm almost finished. The cycle would be repeated through the history of Israel. God would bless people in their obedience and they would begin to prosper. And after a while, they would get their focus on the blessing instead of the God that blessed them. I've seen people that you do everything for, and as soon as they get to a certain point, it's like they got the reward they were looking for. They got the answer that they were looking for. I'm not coming to the church for opportunities from a brother, opportunities from a sister. I'm not coming to church just so I can get a job and get some money and then bounce later. But I'm here, as David said, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. I'm not just here for what I can get, but I'm here to fall in love with the God who gives. I'm not just here for an opportunity, but I'm here for the God who gave me everything that I have that put breath in my lungs that put food on my table that put shoes on my feet when I didn't have anything and I was in Egypt there was a God that heard my affliction and he heard my cry I've got to remember the rock the one that poured out the water the one that flowed from Calvary with the blood that washed me clean the one that made a way when there seemed to be no way God I thank you for the blessing I thank you for the wells I thank you for the houses but don't let me forget where it came from. Let's worship the Lord for a few seconds. Oh, come on, somebody. We have a lot of heritage in this church. A man named Brother I.H. Terry came here and started a church. And it was a lot of sacrifice. And it was a lot of giving and it was a lot of teaching, a lot of defending, a lot of soul winning. But it's all because of a God who went to a hill on Calvary and made a way for you and made a way for me. Everything we have today is because of the Lord Jesus Christ. Some of you are blessed beyond measure. If you look back into previous generations, there are some people here whose grandparents were living in studio apartments only had one car 
would have thought. Barely made it. Some of them worked in the fields trying to make way for themselves and for their family. There's a lot of people in this church today because of sacrifices of those who have gone before us. We're standing on some ground today that was prepared by others. We're enjoying blessings today that were prepared by others and sacrifice and blood and sweat and tears paved the way. But it all flows from one source and that source is the rock, Christ Jesus. In the Old Testament it said that there was a rock and Moses struck the rock when the people were thirsty and the water flowed from the rock and it says that the rock followed them everywhere they went. And Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 that we have a rock which is Christ. And from him flows the source of life. From him flows all the good things we now enjoy. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. By his stripes we are healed. We've got so much to be thankful for today because of a God that loved us enough to call us out of darkness, call us out of Egypt. I don't want to get so caught up in myself and my achievements and my accomplishments that I forget the God that provided for it. The God that gave it all for me. I'm not here because of my talent. I'm not here because my ability. I'm not here because my wisdom or my understanding. And don't you ever think that of yourself. You may say, well, I built my business by so much wisdom. Do you know who gave you that wisdom? It was the Lord of Lords. You say, well, I just had a lot of knowledge and a lot of understanding. There's a God who his expertise is understanding and he's given us vision and he's given us patience and he's given us a lot of good things and without him we would be nothing so many of us are blessed today and it's because of a God that brought us out of Egypt David said in Psalm 61 and 2 from the end of the earth will I cry unto thee when my heart is overwhelmed lead me to the rock that is higher than I for thou hast been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy David recognized that in all his blessing and in all of his success and all of his kingship that he still needed the rock he needed a place of stability a place of security something strong enough to stand against the crashing waves or the quaking earth and he didn't just ask for any old rock but he needed a rock that was higher than where he was a place that was above himself above his wisdom above his talents above his abilities I'm thankful for a God that's high and lifted up and his train fills the temple his ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts and all my success and everything that I could claim to have the credit for there's a God that did it all I'm nothing if it had not been for the Lord I wouldn't be here today if it had not been for the Lord brother Terry wouldn't have been able to start this church if it had not been for the Lord brother Frost wouldn't have been able to continue it if it had not been for the Lord brother Bradford wouldn't be the pastor now the reason it's all here today is because of a God that came to earth in the flesh and bled and was beaten and was crucified for our salvation. Second Samuel chapter 6 and verse 20. 
Then David returned to bless his household. And Michal, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David and said, How glorious was the king of Israel today, who uncovered himself in the eyes of the handmaids of his servants as one of the vain fellows shamelessly uncovers himself. And David said to Michal, It was before the Lord which chose me before thy father and before all his house to appoint me ruler over the people of the Lord, over Israel. Therefore I will play before the Lord, and I will yet be more vile than thus, and will be base in mine own sight. And of the maidservants which thou hast spoken of, of them shall I be had in honor." She looked at David and said, David, you're not a shepherd boy anymore. David, you're not just running for your life anymore. You're the king now. You're sophisticated now. You're blessed now. Look at all the houses that you didn't build. Look at all the wells that you didn't dig. Look at all the vineyards and the olive trees that you didn't plant. David, you made yourself look like a fool as you worshiped and praised the Lord. But he looked back at her and said, you don't understand. I wasn't that way I'm not this way forever but I remember the God that called me on the backside of the desert I remember the God that anointed me when I was unqualified I remember the God that preferred me over all my brothers I remember the God that gave me strength over Goliath I remember the God that saved me as I was running from Saul I remember the God that kept me and the God that promoted me so I may have these kingly garments on in some situations but when it comes to me standing before the king of kings and the lord of lords every kingly garment's coming off and the garment of praise is going on i wonder as a church tonight this is kind of the conclusion of this revival i wonder as a church tonight if we could gather around the front area of the church and i wonder if there's anybody tonight with a testimony of the goodness and the favor of the lord Tonight, this message is not about our issues. It's not about our problems. It's not about our struggles. Not about all that stuff tonight. But in the middle of everything we're dealing with, whether it's good, whether it's bad, we need to remember the rock. We need to remember the rock, Christ Jesus. We need to remember the one that saved us. We need to remember the one that delivered us. The one that kept us. The one that provided for us with manna every morning. The one that when we didn't know how it was all going to happen, he made it happen. The one when we couldn't see what was going to happen next week, he answered prayers. And he made a way. And he was there for us. Is there anybody thankful tonight for a God who was with you through it all? Let's worship the Lord and let's praise the Lord for a God who's been with us through it all. As the musicians begin to sing.
Then you'll understand the reason For the way the saints of God may carry on story how he brought us out of God. 